Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Hey, David. Oh, hey, Anthony. Take two? Take two. Yeah, we started uh, recording this podcast in my closet. Um, which wasn't weird. Which wasn't weird. And on a laptop we haven't recorded on before, and it did not work. Not at all. Um, luckily, we were only 45 minutes or so into the podcast. So Okay, I think you're doing that for a joke. Yeah. Because I, I know you, you know how time passes and how time works. We discussed this on the podcast. Uh-huh. I don't think it exists. You think it does. Anyway, we were actually in there for about five minutes. Well, I think it's a construct. Yeah. So, well, that was my thing. Yeah. You're good at stealing my stuff. I co-opted. Co-opted. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. But, uh... I, being the detective I am, noticed that it was uh, not recording us, so well, you're welcome, listener. Well done, Eagle Eye Dave. That's right. I don't like Eagle Eye Dave. Oh, there's a... Uh, there's what about a... Deagle Eye? Like Lord of the Rings? No. Like a deagle. What's a deagle? Pistol. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Okay. But if not a lot of people know what a deagle is, yeah. not a great nickname. Well, but that's how people get to know things, is you use them more. Sure, I get that. Yeah. Oh, like the like the phrase "beg the question." Yeah, not actually what you think it means. I learned that today. Guess what? Still got to use it the other way though, because that's how everyone else uses it. It's an informal logical fallacy. So look it up and don't sound like you don't know how to use logical fallacies, because then people would think you don't know how to do that. Yeah, don't want to be a dumb dumb. <laughs> so David, you know Leeds, England. You know that place in Leeds, England? Get, get this. I heard about Leeds, England uh-huh. a few minutes ago when really? we were recording in your closet. Oh, good. You retain that. Yeah. I don't retain anything you tell me I know. on the podcast. Trust me, I know. We have conversations about previous podcasts. No idea what you're talking about. I'm ignoring you, bro. This is a... I am an actor, David, in front of this microphone. I'm like memorizing my lines, except instead of memorizing them, I'm just saying stuff that I have no conviction in. So it doesn't stay with me. So what you basically told me is not, not acting. That's called being a jerk. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> hey, let me tell you about a little jerk I read about today. Go for it. Okay, so this, this teenager from Leeds, England, he was expelled from his school, right? You'd think, like, oh, maybe he like, got in a major fight or stole something, graffiti, right? I don't know what they do in England. Maybe he, like, licked the principal's, like, uh, toupee. Maybe that gets you expelled in England. Just thinking about things that could happen in England, like I, licking toupees. I bet he told a joke in class that wasn't sarcastic. Ah. And they were like, no. <laughs> he had an unwitty quip. Yes. <laughs> and they brought Shakespeare's quill out and they beat him with it. <laughs> well, what does uh, this, this teenager allegedly did? Let's not even say allegedly. I think, I think he fessed up to it at this point. He was, uh, his mom says in, in this article... Uh, well, the little turd has just been expelled from school after having been caught charging students 50 pence, that's like, give or take 50 cents, American, for a squirt of hand sanitizer to protect, uh, the, the kids from the coronavirus. Heady play. Heady play? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she went on to say, it's very hard to discipline this behavior when his dad phones him from work calling him a legend. Wait, we say mom. Do we say dud? Uh, this says dad. Huh. Why do we say mom? Why do they say mom? Well, you wouldn't want to say dud, because that is just offensive. Well, mom, like mom's the word. Like, are moms supposed to not talk? How's that not offensive? Mummy. Oh, what do they call mummies? 
That's weird. Oh my goodness. That's uncomfortable. Has no one ever... We're the first people to think of this. I think so. Get Brendan Fraser on it. He'll know. <laughs> she went on to say that he made nine pounds with this uh, coronavirus hand sanitizer scheme of his. Wasn't Will Smith in a movie and called Six Pounds? And he bought a multi-pack of Doritos. What is a multi-pack? I imagine <laughs> it is a pack of Doritos. Okay. With multiple flavors. Okay, so that's that's it. an interesting that's an interesting take because I was going multiple packs of Doritos. That's what I meant. So there's a pack, right? There's a there, okay. There's a larger pack containing smaller packs. Oh, see, right? I like your original idea. That wasn't your idea, but it was my interpretation of your idea. Which or was you the, mix in like flaming hot, regular, puffy. I could see that puffy, work, puffy puff. Doritos. <laughs> I could see this working though. Like you have the nacho. Cheeto, cheese, I was thinking Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. So you have the nacho cheese Doritos. You have some cool ranch Doritos mixed in. I want. I bet there are some really good combinations of flavors. We should try that. We should get like one of those. We should get a multi pack. We should mix some flavors together and see what we can get. I bet the jalapeno. I bet the jalapeno and the nacho uh-huh. cheese together would be really good. I don't know if you know this, but sometimes I do this really jerky thing where I say a Spanish word in the middle of my English sentence and I throw like a hard Spanish accent into it. Do you? So I didn't say jalapeno. I, I can't even do it. Oh. Like I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Say. say what a what a terrible affect. Say dude. say jalapeno like a like a like an American. Jalapeno. No no like like you go jalapeno. Okay jalapeno. Yeah it's, it's it jalapeno. feels weird to me. It feels ah. Anyway. Jalapeno. That was weird. <laughs> uh, okay, nine nine pounds. He bought himself a multi-pack of Doritos, David. Good for him, man. All right, and he had money left over that he was saving later for a kebab. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I don't think I don't think we should be punishing this behavior, David. For, he was providing market. a service, supply and demand. Not only was he providing a service, but he developed a business model that yielded results in the first day. Would you throw Patch Adams into jail? No. Well, he's dead. Yeah. Would you throw, you know, Mother Teresa into jail? Also dead. What did she innovate, though, really? But she, she served people she in need. She did serve. Yeah. Uh, this guy was doing less charity work and more <laughs> earning some monies. But it was a solution to a problem, David. Um, but but his, his entrepreneurism, his, his ingenuity... Got me thinking, because, you know, you go to a grocery store, you hear about it on the news, there's no more toilet paper, there's no more bottled water, hand sanitizers, nothing. So, you know, coronavirus, now considered a pandemic by the World Health Organization. Who? It's out there. Yeah. The same thing I asked. Uh, it's out there. We're going to talk about how it relates to sports. But, like, here's here's what I've been thinking about. I, I have not stocked up. We have some stock of some things. But I have not, like, prepared for doomsday. But if I were, now if I were not, like, a family man, it's just me, and I just have to worry about, like, surviving the next month without going to the grocery store. Like, what are the, I don't know, handful of things I'm going to stock up on? Double A batteries. Okay. So you can play Nintendo. Okay. See? I must hear, I'm assuming that my electricity and my water work. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, So I'm good on the power. Yeah. I'm good on the water. Okay. I'm probably going to, you know, toilet paper, I don't mind going outside. I did this in college for like a month. I didn't buy toilet paper because I just went to the bathroom on campus. Oh, I thought you meant like literally outside. But no, you're going to venture out into the pandemic. I would go into the pandemic. I think I would risk it for the, to, you to, know. To steal toilet yeah. paper from public now, bathrooms. Now, if I'm mandated to be at home, okay, sure. I have to make sure I have enough. But then again, I'm getting like newspaper mailers, you know, they could pull double duty. Yeah, so 
I'm not worried about you the toilet. See what to- I did there? Uh-huh. I'm not worried about the toilet paper shortage. Yeah. Because I got a bidet. No need for toilet paper in this house. If wait, wait, wait. Worse. Okay, but does the bidet, like, when it drains, if there's a lot of stuff in there... In where? Be in specific. The, in the bidet. Okay. Oh, no, no, so, oh, so oh, no, we got a handle. Like, you know those detachable handles that you use in, like, the shower? Okay, so it flushes. Imagine something like that. Yeah, just flush it's it away. A, the bidet flushes. No, no, no. The bidet is not a separate entity from our toilet. Okay? Okay, but, all right. But if you're not wiping, there's still stuff on you. Yes? No. What do you mean, no? I mean, no, it takes care of it. No, I... N- okay. Do you mean, like, the water? No, no, no. Okay. What are you talking so you about? So go, you go in the toilet. Yes. Okay. Most of it leaves your body. Right? Most of it is no longer attached to your body. Okay. Okay? Your waist. Yeah. Yeah? But some of it is still on you. No. What do you... Before, but pre-bidet. Oh, well, yes. Okay. Okay. Now, your bidet is your... Okay, I'm talking about a separate bidet. Okay. Separate from the toilet. Yep. Okay. You then... You transition swiftly so as to not leak. Sure. On the floor. Yep. Okay. And you're... And you're over your bidet. Uh-huh. You begin using your bidet. Yep. Okay. It, it it cleanses you. Yes. Okay, but the stuff that was on you, uh-huh. your waist, yep. it is now in the bidet. Yes, it can, yes. Okay. How do you get rid of that? Oh, you let, where does that go? You let the water run a little bit. Oh, it goes to the same plumbing system, right? So you let the water kind of run it or whatever, do it, let it run its course and stuff like that. I actually never really ran into this problem. Okay. Interestingly, right? I think I'm okay. The because uh, uh, I'm I'm envisioning you know I, is it a big hole at the bottom of your bidet? Yeah, it's not like it's not like a, a it's not it's like not com- a strainer. It's not a, uh, okay, yeah, it's not like a strainer. Like, okay, its its job is to get rid of whatever extra waste is there, right? So it's big enough to handle the job. Huh. I never ran into this problem. Huh. But but in our house, it's not it's not rigged for like American plumbing is never rigged for a separate bidet from the toilet, right? Unless you like specially ask for it. Yeah. But ours is just a handle like a removable shower head that we use. It just goes right in the toilet and off it goes. Hmm. So if worse comes to absolute worst, if like we ran out of all of toilet paper in the world and we couldn't get toilet paper, we could always just like you know just like use a towel, dry off, and then you know, go from there. Okay. Good. 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 Glad we had this talk. I mean. It's clear. Honestly, using that towel after using a bidet, it's just like getting out of the shower and, and wiping you off with the towel. Mm-hmm. You go straight from drying that area to drying your face and don't even think about it after getting in the shower. I'm probably doing like five foot long pepperoni sticks. What in the world are you talking about? About things I'm going to stock up on. Oh, you switched, <laughs> you switched topics at the wrong time there. That was absolutely the wrong time to switch to like what food you're going to eat and then what you chose to say first. Yeah. I don't know if you did that on purpose. If you did, bravo. That's like genius comedy. If you did it on Thank accident, you. just take it for what it was. Serendipity and move on. Yeah, so I'm going to go with pepperoni sticks. I'm probably... Oh, man, this is really hard. Because, like, you know me, food-wise these days, I don't really eat much. So, like, I'm not tempted by hoarding food. What? David, I think, I'm, I, think I am equipped at this point in my life. To withstand a pandemic, to be quarantined indoors, I'd be okay. Yeah, I'd be right. I don't. I don't need to eat a lot. I'm like a hybrid vehicle, right? Don't need a lot. Uh, yeah, I'd be good. Uh, You're like an anti hummingbird, or like you have some aspects of the hummingbird, like because it seems like you probably have a high metabolism. Oh yeah, right. Because yeah. like it's like a wood chipper. You just throw food in you, and it just like you know. 
does its thing and it doesn't really affect you much like well, wood does not affect the wood chipper right the wood chipper just hums along yeah i just kind of want to sit in this for a little while let you work your way through this yep um but <laughs> but you don't need to eat constantly like a like a hummingbird right yeah, yeah. You, you're like a hummingbird with with a minimal appetite yeah i'm the next evolution wow yep okay um i can also live off a very little sleep too trust me during spring break this week i'm trying it out i can't tell if you're super healthy or unhealthy what do you mean like my habits might not be super healthy all the time right like i don't have the healthiest habits right but um I'm, i'm fairly active right um i have a job where i'm on my feet a lot uh, my yeah. wife uh, makes sure that I eat fairly healthily. Like at least once a day, I eat a, I eat a healthy meal, uh-huh. right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a combination of good genetics and me just for for most of my life, I've taken good care of my body. I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, it's very hot up here. It's super hot, uh, and there's no sign of it cooling down. No, this is going to be a short podcast. Like I'm not going to add any bells and whistles or anything. So if you like the let's little music, just, and let's sound just effects, get into it, David. Coronavirus. Yeah. It's taking over the world. I am sweaty. It takes um, a lot to get me to sweat, and I am sweating right now. Well, you need to get yourself checked. Um, so many places around the world, events are being canceled. Not just sports events, but like big you know, tech shows and whatnot. There was a yo-yo contest canceled in Massachusetts, David. What? Um, You're the only person in the world who knows that. <laughs> I'm People- the, I'm the, well, this is the only podcast talking about it, David. We should, hey, should we do that? Should we, should we start covering yo-yo competitions? I bet our listenership would go up by one listener if we did that. It'd be the one guy that you, and you're like your, your yo-yo group that you take. Hey, listen to this. We talked about yo-yos once. Let's take it up with management after the show. Uh, and, um, so Wait, I really, really feel like when you say take it up with management, yep. you're talking about yourself. Oh. That's the vibe I got. Okay. When you said, let's take it up with management after the show, I felt excluded, yeah. and I felt like I was just going to be talking to you, and you were going to make a decision. Yeah. Well, David. That's what I felt. I'm honored that you think of me as your boss. That's not what I said. I said that's the vibe I got from you. Uh Uh-huh. Very, very important. Okay. That begged the question, Anthony. All right. Well, let's discuss this later, David. (sighs) Okay. Door open or closed, Anthony? Door open or closed? I have a a, a closed door policy. A closed. Jerk. I wouldn't mind working for you. I think you'd be a good person to work for, in all all honesty, right? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, speaking of hot and bidets and poop and stuff... Mm. Cody never answered his qu- the question. Oh yeah, porta potties, Dave or Cody. How many times has your mouth come in contact with one of your porta potties? I'm gonna ask this question on our podcast or tell response. Either in contact with your porta potty or in contact with something from your porta potty. Ooh, yeah, right, yeah. Because there's blowback. I think that might be the worst possible <laughs> job to have blowback with, right? <laughs> Like, oh, man, I had this idea for a new lesson plan I was going to try, but my, the teachers I teach with, I had some blowback there. We didn't do it. That's a lot, Mike. That's mild. Yeah. But a blow, blowback in that industry is, like, not something you want to mess with mm-hmm. in Cody's industry that he was in yeah. before. Other alternative, colonoscopy. Same genre, right? But, yep. But, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, storm chasers. Probably don't want uh, yes. blowback. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, I had a, I had a feeling done today, and uh, I felt like there was a I got a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it felt like there was a tornado in my mouth. Uh, like the suction in there was intense. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, you know what I'm talking about? And every once in a while I'd hit my tongue. Like I didn't know what to do with my tongue. What do you do with your tongue in the dentist? They uh, never tell you. Like put your tongue over here, do that. Yeah. So my tongue is just in a weird spot all the time. I feel like if I move my tongue a little bit, it's going to get drilled. Yep. Also, uh, as the guy was doing the drilling in my tooth, it sounded like BB-8. 
from Star Wars. <laughs> cool. I was about to come and I was like, hey, BB-8! But I yeah. couldn't because, you know. Anyway, good dentist. I like him. I've had some weird dental fine, appointments. Oh, good. Uh, over the last few years. One where my tongue went numb for six months. What? Yeah, well, just half my tongue. Uh, like, the from the middle over to the left, no feeling, very little taste. Because uh, when they were, like, numbing me, I guess they hit a nerve. And it's just like, it was like paralysis of the left side of my tongue. And uh, and I read about it, and it's like, usually comes back within, like, a year. Sometimes doesn't come back. I had uh, an English professor, and uh, uh, he taught a, taught a couple of my writing classes, and an American literature class, too. Uh, and he lost his voice after a dental procedure. Mm. Completely lost his voice. Not only, like, did he... Permanently? Rely- uh, it was an extended period of time, yeah, yeah like a six-month thing. It was a long well, time. Last I talked to him, I sent him an email. I was like, hey, I heard about what happened. I uh, just want you to know that I'm, I'm like rooting for you. I, want, I hope you get your voice back soon. You can keep doing what you love because he was a college professor, right? And I think he liked to sing, too. So, bummer for him, right? That is a bummer. How do you lose your voice from a dental procedure? Uh, how does your tongue go numb? You drop a tool in there? <laughs> no, I think the same situation. I think it was like nerve stuff. Yeah. Partial cool. paralysis of the, the vocal cords or some such garbage. It's so hot in here. So some sports are canceled, David. It's hot. Right? Like, like soccer stuff. Like Cancel this podcast. It's so hot. Well, there's even talk about possibly canceling the Tokyo Games. The Summer Olympics this summer. That would be a bummer. The most uh, close to home one, right, is that they're talking about uh, potentially playing basketball Olympic games in front of no crowds. Yeah, the San Francisco. The Warriors have said that they won't be playing in front of crowds. I'm actually super excited for that. The NCAA tournament, the the basketball tournament, is go- March Madness yeah. is going to be a little less mad because there's not going to be any crowds there. And that's part of the atmosphere of the game. But I'm actually really excited about these games because I want to hear every single sound that the, that the ground, that the sneakers, that the ball makes. And I want to hear every single word that's being said. Like, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like Can you imagine ma- being on the bleep button during yeah. an NBA game? Like, that guy that has would, uh, overtime, yeah. right? Do they go to the players before? Like, okay, now, Draymond Green. I know your language is, for lack of a better word, colorful. So can you tone it back? Because it's going to be very quiet in there, and everyone's going to be able to hear you. That would not go well. They're going to have to show those games on delay. They really are. They really are. And maybe just, like, replay, like, film the entire game, right, and then play a game of 2K, right, and have it go exactly the same way as the game and just overlay that audio. That would be hard. So Pablo Torre suggested uh, basketball Foley artists. That would be funny. So a Foley artist is uh they, they do sound effects for movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they match the mad uh, the the and action. And it's on like the never the sound like they use items that would like you hear like a splash right or a, a zing and it's like they're using like a lemon and a, a frying pan. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 One of my favorites is uh someone was sloshing around in some mud and they just took like a wet rag and threw it on the on, like <laughs> a piece of like a two by four. <laughs> Like, wouldn't it be easier to just, like, record someone stepping through mud? But it I, doesn't sound like you would think it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, you don't want it. It doesn't sound the way you want it to, yeah. right? Uh, some of my favorite stuff, if uh, if you're into Star Wars or if you're into filmmaking, check out how Ben Burt, the, the sound designer and sound effects designer for uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, go see how he put together some of the sound for, uh, for Star Wars. Fascinating stuff. Hmm. But what were we talking about? Basketball? Yeah, I'm excited. It'd be interesting yeah. to see, right? LeBron came right out and said, "I will not play in, in an empty stadium." Yeah, makes me wonder if he has like some deal with the Lakers well, to get some of the ticket sales. And then he did a 180. Uh, he said, "I play." It, it was either last night or today, but he, but he basically said, "You know, I didn't know they were actually considering that." No, <laughs> like, it's like 
you know, obviously that's up to the NBA to decide what's in the best interest of the league and the fans and the players. Adam Silver made a phone call. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone made a phone call for sure. Uh, yeah. Mr. Face of the League, we, uh, we need you to not have such a strong stance on this. Yeah, have a strong stance on this. <laughs> right. This is where you have a strong stance. It would definitely be eerie, um, I think, if you're a player, right? It's so... it's. It's completely different from everything you've done in your entire life. Most of these guys have been playing basketball in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people for like 20 years. Yeah. Some of them for, for 25 years. And so, yeah, it'd be weird to be playing a game and have no sound. Like and, I said, I'm excited for it. And I guess other than the fact that you get to sleep in your home bed, your own bed, like the home court advantage, to the extent there is any, it really goes away at that point, right? I think it's all a myth. Like, I don't think well, the crowd energy has that much of an effect on a game, except for, in like, football, where crowd noise affects communication. Okay, but but it's, I mean, just looking at records, right? Teams do better at home than they do on the road. Yes, but I don't, I don't think, you don't the, think crowd, the crowd... The is, crowd has, yes. Okay. So, like, you go to Seattle, like, uh, the Seattle Seahawks Stadium, right? And they, they have one of the best home field advantages in football for the last decade or so, yeah. right? And I don't think it's because they yell really loud when Marshawn Lynch was running the ball. Mm-hmm. I think... Like you said, like better rested, you're more comfortable with the situation, you don't have to travel the day before, and stuff like that. I think all of that is why uh, teams are successful at home, right? Interesting. I don't know. I, I think, well, I my instinct is that the crowd plays some part in it, but, but maybe not the most important part. I think crowds might affect referees more than they affect That's that. That's true. Because there's a deep part of you that when you hear cheers after you do something, you're going to keep doing it, right? That's why every time a student like uses proper grammar, I clap. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Really? I don't do that. That would be <laughs> condescending and rude. Maybe I'll try that. I think what would be more effective is if I threw a Jolly Rancher at someone every time they answered a question. I'll try that. I didn't, know, didn't let him know it was happening, so you actually hit him. That's child abuse, David. I'm in Texas. I'd be fine. That's true. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's so hot in here. It is hot in here. Uh, other other sports stuff, David. Baseball. It's so close. It's so close. Baseball is close. Degrom, he's gonna. He's. I told you this earlier. He's gonna win seven ninths of every fifth game for the Mets. He looks good, man. I mean, he's painting the corners at ninety-seven, ninety-eight. That makes it tough. But that's his average fastball velocity is around ninety-seven, ninety-eight miles an hour. That's as crazy. a starter. That's crazy. Most closers hope to get that high for the inning yeah. or two that they pitch, and he's hitting that for seven innings. Him and Max Scherzer. And usually in spring training, you you work out up to that. I mean, yes, you're working your way up to it. it. It takes you a month maybe to get up to there. Right, and him and Max Scherzer, I think, are those two starting pitchers right now that are like legitimate power pitchers at the yeah. starting pitcher position. You don't see that very much anymore. There are no more Nolan Ryan's and John Schmoltz's. I wonder if they did something to the ball to help the pitchers. If they, no, they, they pitcher juice the ball just because. Clayton Kershaw's fastball is up two, three miles per hour hmm. than last year in spring training. Kenley Jansen, up a few miles per hour. I know the Dodgers pitchers all did these, like, individualized workouts in the offseason with this, like, pitching guru magic trainer guy that uh, the Dodgers have now hired as a pitching coordinator. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but, like, it's just odd that a number of pitchers are pitching – very fast and pitching well in spring training. Um, I wonder how many home runs we're going to see this year. You think the home runs are going to drop? You think I they altered the ball to help pitchers? Well, I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Unless the, the weight of the ball was affected, I don't think you're going to affect velocity very much. Right? Yeah, the only way you affect velocity, right, is you reduce drag, which means the seams are 
tighter, but that also increases exit velocity. But also, you don't want you don't, you don't want, want the lower lose seams control. As, control. Yeah, you don't want lower seams as a pitcher because you want the higher seam to affect yeah. movement, right? Because every pitcher these days relies heavily on movement. Yeah. So if they did doctor the baseball to increase velocity by lowering drag, I don't think the pitchers would like that. You lose grip and you lose uh, spin. And you hit people. Yeah, they're all about, it's all about spin rate right now, right? Everyone's talking about spin rate, which is how 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 many revolutions a minute your pitches uh, uh, produce, right? So, oh. uh, it, science, Anthony. Oh, okay. So I don't believe in it. You don't believe in science? Nope. Uh, one of my favorite movies to quote, not to necessarily watch, is uh, Nacho Libre. Yes. I believe in science. Nacho! Quotable. Other sports stuff? You got XFL takes, David? I don't have any XFL takes okay. because I haven't been watching the XFL. Hmm. I don't think I would like to watch Tom the XFL. Tom Brady, where's he going, David? Uh... You know what? He needs to get over himself, dude. Tom Brady needs to get over himself. Maybe he doesn't have a contract offer out there. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, big news coming soon. Dude, but this whole thing with, like, the Hulu commercial during the Super Bowl, right? Like, I get your Tom Brady. I get that. But him and uh, Peyton Manning, to me, like, try to make everything about them. Like, Peyton Manning has been out of the league for a while, and now he's, like, in talks to be in the ESPN Monday Night Football booth and all that stuff. Like, tell you what, Peyton... Like, slow it down. Like, go retire. And Tom Brady, get over yourself. Either pick a team or retire. And I'm just done with this Tom Brady stuff. Don't how, care anymore. How dare you? Don't care anymore, How Tom. dare you deny a man his chickens, David? No, I don't care if he gets paid. I could care less. Go, just go do it. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, LeBron legitimately had a reason to, like, keep people in suspense and stuff like that. He's probably still making a decision. It was difficult for him and all that stuff, that right? That decision was made months in advance. He earned a million dollars for the Boys and Girls Club, which is something that people That's that hate LeBron fantastic. go over that, right? And then he was a he was a generational well, he blew player. it all on Pixie's One of the best in the world in his prime, and he was switching teams. Big deal. Yeah. We're talking about a player who was in his 40s, who has coming off one of his worst seasons ever, holding the entire league hostage <laughs> with his decision. Which is amazing, too, because, like, I don't know if anyone... Well, there have to be some people, but do we really think Tom Brady's the answer for any of these teams that are, like, maybe on the verge of going... Like, what team would he go to that, assuming you had the same roster as last year, you you plug in Tom Brady, and now you're a Super Bowl contending quarter uh, team? The Titans? I mean, is he... Is he that much better over peak Tannehill, which we got towards the end of the season. Uh, nine, nine, Niners eight for seventeen. Would that be hilarious if he took Garoppolo's job? I would be. That would weird me out, man. Oh yeah, see Tom you, Brady and my like wearing my uniform. I mean, he grew up a Niners fan. I, I mean, lots of lots of guys did. So did Aaron Rodgers. Oh, but he's from like pit my the area, right? He's from yeah, he's from Chico, man. But man, mm, oh Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Tom Brady's from like San Mateo. Yeah, right there. But like. My, my whole thing is, there are very few players in a league that will, like ho- like I said, hold the entire league yeah. hostage while they're making their decision. That doesn't happen very often. LeBron. Kawhi last uh, summer. Kawhi last summer did it, right? Um, LeBron James did it. Uh, very few players can do it. Tom Brady is not at a point in his career where he can hold the league hostage because as he showed last year, he can't be that guy anymore on a playoff or Super Bowl winning team. And of course, I said that, and it's on record. So what they're going to do, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl next year with Tom Brady at quarterback. He's going to go 29 for 33 in the Super Bowl, throw five touchdowns, and have like a 175 quarterback rating or some such crap, and I'm going to look like an idiot. But and, and that's like a very small chance of happening. I don't think he has it anymore. Is it a coincidence that the the Patriots and Spurs dynasties are both coming to an end after like 20-year-long runs? You know what? I don't know. That's interesting. 
Like the two two teams in in professional sports that I've had just like unmatched success, right? I'm not talking about the number of championships, although the Patriots do have a claim to that. But like, because like in that same time period, the Lakers have as many as the Spurs. But the Lakers are a roller coaster, man. Right? Yeah. They're like top of the league, bottom of the league. Right? Spurs is just like we're a top four team in the West every year for the last twenty years, and now we're we're gonna miss the playoffs. And I guess that's what happens when you have DeMar DeRozan as, like, your main playmaker. He, he can't be your number one. He's just... He could have been your number one maybe, like... 20 years 15, ago. Yeah, 15, 20 years ago when the mid-range mid, mid, game, mid range game was uh, was in fashion. When Rip Hamilton was a star because he was coming off those screens and hitting those 18-foot daggers yeah. all day. You, you know when... And, and this may... His previous playoff um, performances maybe don't... Uh, aren't good evidence for this argument but i think those mid-range jumpers are like playoff shots right because like when you start playing playoff basketball you're against good teams every night like what they'll try to do is to take away the three and take away the paint and leave you with the mid-range right so when you do have a guy who can make those consistently like that turns in almost into an asset right and you're not talking about a first option right the mid-range should never be the first option right but you're low on the shot clock you know, you've gone to your first and second options, and that's what you have left. That's what the defense gives you. Having a guy who can make those consistently, I think, is actually an asset when it comes to the playoffs. And look at look at Michael Jordan. He yeah. ruled the mid game, especially mm-hmm. late in his career. And Kawhi Co- Leonard last year yeah. won the NBA championship. Kobe lived in the mid range. Yes, and in the playoffs, like you said, that's what teams are taking away. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense to me. Um, which is why I'm all in on Avery Bradley. Who? Avery Bradley. He lo- his favorite shot is one and a half feet inside the three point line. My goodness, that's it's like, so frustrating. That's one of the worst shots in basketball. <laughs> it's so dude. frustrating. But he's actually been shooting really well lately. Yeah, what are so, you going to do? What mm-hmm. are you going to do, yeah. All right, David, let's stay healthy. Everyone out there listening, stay healthy. Stay indoors. Stay in in, in bubble. Whatever you got to do. It is so hot in here. <laughs> like, this should be part of your weight loss regimen. Just sit in here for... What do you think I've been doing the last... 12 weeks, David. I thought it was dieting. You just put on a show when I'm here. Like, you're eating all this crappy food while I'm here. I get my sweats. I get up in my media room. Turn off the AC. There's pieces of me all over this place from sweat. I think... What? Huh? Huh? I'm not really sure how sweat works, David. Well, pieces of you definitely don't come (laughs) off. That's for sure. I'm modular. What? What?